Say the same as possible. We do have the uh, topic that uh, was sent in to us. Yeah, about the decision, wrong decision, don't make a decision. Yeah, we used to say, uh, we used to say from time to time, doing nothing is making a decision. Right. Yeah, we had a huge. Yeah. Uh, we did an episode right. on that. It didn't go out. No. No. Yeah. So we could yeah. do it again. That was, <laughs> it seems like we sidetracked you with something too. Like well, that was the one that today. we. That was the one that we did the uh, mission, the men and me, the first time. Yeah, he hadn't read it, although it was provocative. Yeah, people got naked in it. Yeah, so Adam what? Adam Barnett said, uh, I'd love to hear from y'all after debating at our kitchen table the old saying, a wrong decision is better than no decision. So what point is a wrong decision actually worse than no decision at all? He gave the good example of when it is. Yeah, so, uh, well, yeah, I wasn't sure if. So we say the wrong decision. But what he said was that no uh, someone made a call to turn on a positive pressure fan before water was on the fire and a crew was in the hallway. Yeah. So doing nothing then would have been better than doing a wrong decision. Sure. Yeah, this is going to go into that metric of strategy, tactics. It's early. Coffee's kicking in. I'll remember in a minute. It's, the it's last one, dumb back. luck. I spent a lot of time in dumb luck. So his question is not, is when is uh, a decision worse than doing nothing? Yeah. Although that when we didn't say wrong. this. It could be a good short one, too, that could turn into something because he has a point. Like, I've just heard, that decision-making, period. I've heard people say, just do something. Well, that's not necessarily the right thing. There you go. You're completely <laughs> not talking in the ear. Yeah. Move it. Put it over there. Put it. Quit being so demanding, Bill. What? It's fine. <laughs> I can hear me fine. It's because he doesn't want to have any of that cheese... Danish, which is delicious. I had some. He didn't. So he's grumpy. Yeah. Oh. He <laughs> <laughs> he's I'm grumpy fat, because I'm fat right. and happy. That's jolly. No. It's not grumpy. It's jolly. See, this is medulla oblongata. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that from um, Waterboy? Yeah. He made so oh, angry because medulla. of this. Why did I get so mad? Medulla oblongata. No, because he got a belt of teeth and they got no toothbrush. <laughs> I'm going to watch that. You're wrong, Professor. We're, do, we're doing Colonel a uh, movie night outside tonight. Maybe that's what we'll watch. Just like what's her name when she says, Peruza Bulk. I fixed your lawnmower. <laughs> I love Vicky Valancourt. Valancourt loved me. <laughs> they catch that big gorilla? No, Mama, no. they didn't catch that big gorilla. <laughs> Still on the loose. <laughs> no, what you say? This search continues. <laughs> <laughs> Best thing about it is the hits that he puts on people, man. It's freaking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of struggle with this one, man. I don't, well, read it one more time, it's Bill. It's just specific. I think I think you get just his little middle point there where he's just basically saying, when is a... All right, so he says, I'd love to hear from y'all after debating at our kitchen table. The old saying, a wrong decision is better than no decision. So at what point... Is a wrong decision actually worse than no decision at all? So the first statement was, keep it back up, because it's really he's really got it turned a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. first decision is, I mean, the first statement was, a wrong decision is better than no decision. So stop right there and go with just that statement. Mm-hmm. A wrong decision is better than no decision. I think that's... He said that they were debating that. He's not saying that's true. Yeah, but there's no absolutes, and that's really what what we're getting into. Yeah, we can debate that ourselves. Right. That's what I thought we were doing. That's why I was going with that one sentence. (laughs) But his follow-up is just 
the debate, maybe which this, is maybe this is not a good thing for example. Us, which is at what point? Because he's already acknowledging one way and the other are not correct. It's in the middle. So where is the breakover? Where is where is doing nothing okay? And where is making a wrong decision the right thing? Well, so I can say there's no and absolutes. I, well, but it's all, for me, it's all results-oriented. So I was about to say, you don't yeah. really get to di- dissect that until after the yeah. event. And I'm not. like, oh, shit, that didn't work. If you remember our discussion, I hate, I don't, it's a strong word. I don't like the results because if you measure it on the results, okay, so you got lucky. You got good results. Do you repeat that again? Knowing it was a wrong Knowing decision. it was luck. Well, it but wasn't. it's not all luck, right? I mean, your risk analysis wasn't luck. If you if you did proper risk analysis and decided that this is maybe a 60-40 proposition, you can still get lucky. That's correct. You can still get lucky, but a component of that was not luck. Luck goes into a lack of thought, a lack of processing. In my mind, I'm saying luck is just, I'm just taking action without truly taking the time to measure out what the consequences may be or anything else. So if I go to, if I go, uh, to a fire and as I'm approaching, it's like, look, the fire is sitting right there in the living room or whatever it is. And you go, I'm, and I'm not advocating it, but I'm not doing a 360 because I can grab this water can't put this fire out. This thing's done versus going, I'm, I'm not doing a 360. I'm going to go to the front door. And there's no thought put into it. It's just you're you're there's really no strategic purpose. You just skipped a step or didn't think it through. So when I look at luck, I'm going, you are just flat out taking a shot with very little thought, if any. Yeah, I don't know. That's not my version of luck. Yeah. My version of luck is that you go into it not able to assure a good outcome. Right. And you just happen to get a good outcome and you've done a lot to get it to a good outcome, but you can't get it 100% of the way there. That, that's where I was going. And and the situation that comes to mind was was an actual situation for me. And it was a hazmat situation where it was like, oh, I don't know if this is, I mean, I think it's the right thing to do. But we're kind of getting limited on choices and we're getting short on time here. I hope this works. Right. And that's literally was like the last thing we said. Fortunately, it wasn't the last thing we said. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a calculated risk. But right, is it but the same? If, if isn't any risk, aren't you? I mean, unless you're 100% sure something's going to work, there is a component of it that you're leaving up to chance, right? If I'm 90% sure something's going to work, 10% is, it might not. And if it does end up working, I don't get to take credit for that 10%. I got us 90% of the way there, but that 10% was kind of up to the universe, the floor, the floor didn't collapse on us until we were after the building, out of the building, or, or you know, you know we're, we're pushing it. We into didn't the run out of water. Of but what about just the, the leadership component, dealing with people? Like you're fixing to deal with someone, you're thinking, I think this is the right thing to say. To yeah. Me. Well, they're way more unpredictable than fire. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, you're <laughs> right. Way more. I'd dynamic. much rather deal with a fire than a person. Me too. So success is, or I'm sorry, luck is success or failure apparently brought by chance. nine minutes and 44 seconds. (laughs) What? Go ahead. Is that in a movie? No, it's the time. We went to nine minutes and 44 seconds and you looked something up. up, Uh. (laughs) 
I appreciate you doing it. Read it. Success. Who got the bet? Who got the money? What'd you get? Uh, All right. I know we did a listener pool. How to look? Yeah. My Who bad. got lucky? And I almost thought about it. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to read it. I just keep it to myself. I couldn't help it. All right. So luck. I could see you out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> I do like the definitions though. I am predictable. Success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than through one's own actions. Is the definition of what? Luck. 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 Read it again. Success oh. or failure apparently. Apparently brought by chance rather than through one's own action. Right. So it's absent. No, it's not all one or the other. You can you can be half lucky. Yeah. Right. Let's put that on the shirt. It's brought by chance. It's better to be right. half rather lucky than by one's action. Not lucky. So ninety percent. No lucky. What I was talking about. Ninety percent of what I did, I made sure that I had the right tools, the right training, the right everything. Tactics are good. But there's still 10% Those were your out. actions. Yep. So you, you took all this action, and then 10% of it was just chance. Correct. Which is kind of the whole firefighter luck discussion that we were right. having before. At least that's where my head was. Maybe I didn't communicate that well enough. And that was the piece that, that's the whole discussion where I, I was saying we take credit for that 10%. Sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's what bothers me. Unless it doesn't go well, then it's somebody else's fault. Somebody else took that chance. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it okay. goes right, we did it. So if let's not, go back to the question at hand. <laughs> right. He is looking at it in the results category. The sheer fact that somebody was thinking of ventilation and trying to move forward is a good thing, right? Right. They chose the wrong one, and we're looking at how the results of it are and how that turned out to be so bad. The, 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 the ventilation was correct. The timing component of it was the piece that was not correct. Okay. Right, right, but there was an action. There was a thought in ventilation, which we do agree with that ventilation right. is needed in a fire. Right. You just did it, and you know. But this individual is looking at the results as a bad example of it. Well, anyone that has a negative outcome is going to be one of those bad examples. But the whole thing was was the process of where they were thinking, where they were going, the strategies and tactics that they were using. Is that accurate? As opposed to doing nothing, just sitting there and watching it happen. So I'm with Hatch on this one. Because, Uh-oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah, no, I'm just kidding. It happens what? every once in a blue moon, and it's only for a short period, trust me. Okay, but I'm with Hatch on this one because I know it has to happen, but a lot of times we will take the outcome, start working from the outcome backwards, which is kind of unfair because you could do everything right and still end up with a bad outcome. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like working from the outcome backwards. Ventilation, you chose why. The conditions dictated ventilation was needed. Okay. Did the conditions indicate that you needed that specific ventilation? Yep. We all agree that's correct. Up to that point, we're correct. And then you follow that path. Eventually, you're going to find where it went wrong, which may be you did not communicate that. And it led to these things. That's why I don't, on this particular case, I don't like working from the end result backwards because I think it's unfair. Well, you know, you bring uh, up I, a good point, and I'm going to turn this on you a little bit, Bill. Because yeah, I work when backwards. You, I know, but if you go forward, right, mm-hmm. and you try to work it forward, mm-hmm. and you can kind of dissect the issues, and, okay, at this point, it did go wrong or could have gone wrong or whatever, mm-hmm. but then you get that individual that says, yeah, but it didn't. Yeah, no, that's it didn't entirely. You know what I mean? And then you end up with that argument of saying, yeah, you got lucky this time. And that's what we need to be. You got to give luck its due then. You have to be able, and you're, so I love that. 
We are bad. Shane said that. Shane did say that. <laughs> and it's in my memory bank. I'm going to give you credit three times and then I'm owning it. But you have to give luck credit when it's due if you really want to learn what's happening in, in, in our processes, right? We very rarely give luck. You don't think we give luck? Dues. We should give luck it's due? I think we talked for an hour on this and I felt like I was the only one that was arguing this point, but now, now we're it's all... I turn this on you. I, well, we re-listened to the episode was, yeah. and now we all... This was, it was said. apparently Inception. We were trying and to I planted, right. I planted the idea. I planted the idea. <laughs> so, are we opposing our original... I thought during no, that podcast that I was a little bit on the outside, but well, I, I mean, that's been Bill wasn't normal well that day. So, are we going to put uh, luck on the passport for the accountability? I mean, is it going to actually have a writing assignment on the truck? I think it's always there. <laughs> it's always there. I think it's always there, and I Boy, think we does it. Does it? I mean, think about the tactical worksheet. Should it have a luck with a circle and a question mark? No, oh. no, 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 because then people would count on it, and that's the whole problem. No, I'm going to sign you to luck. <laughs> Hope you make it. It, it would go into good that chance you'll be okay. risk metric where you go, let's give luck. This is second time, Shane, after this is mine. Let's give luck you its dues. Let's give luck its dues. Where did luck play a okay, factor? Okay, but here's what I'm gonna here. I'm gonna push back a little bit on that with the weird. Luck. Yeah. Okay. Luck is only something that happened in the past. Luck is a historical event. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist in the future. You can't plan on it. You can hope it happens, but until it happens, there's no such thing as luck. Okay. So to move forward, counting on getting lucky is wrong. I think. Ooh, but no, but I'm not. I'm talking about. I hope it, I get lucky on this. Luck is not a strategy. I'm not saying that you have that, that you can avoid doing that because we all do that. There's nothing that we ever do that's a hundred percent. You're right. not going to say, "I know." I mean, take picking up a, a chainsaw on scene. Could the the handle might break off when you grab it. I, you know, I mean, there's no, there's nothing that's a hundred percent. Right. I want to go back real quick because so we don't skip it because there's something that. You said you like working backwards. I, do. I think there's a there's a time and a place dependent at what I'm looking at. If I want to work from the end result backwards, or if I want to start from the beginning and run it forward, totally depends on what it is that I'm doing. There's certain things where I want to work it forward, and I'm finding all sorts of stuff by moving forward towards the end goal. And then there's certain things where I go to the end goal and then start working backwards so I can figure yeah. it out. So I think that those are both that. applicable. And I, I mean. I have always worked backwards because I, I tend to work something backwards and get to a point where there was, in a decision process, a yes or no fork in the road where I can say, especially on the stuff that got screwed up and I messed up, where in that process can I go back and say, this is where I made the wrong choice in a yes or no situation? Because that's where I know from here on out I'm going to get to that position and I'm going to try and make the right decision. But that's that's my process of working back. You know, if I was looking at a major incident, <clears throat> just thinking about it right now, if I'm looking at a major incident or something major that we really needed resolved to, we wanted to find the answer. So let's just, something went really sideways, and now we need to take a look at this and get down to what happened. I would have a group working from the end result to the front, and I'd have another group working from the start of it all right, so let me let me let end. me give you a scenario. So a few years ago, we had a plane crash during an air show mm-hmm. out at the out at the uh, 
airport. At the airport. Uh, I was in I was in command of well, I didn't want to say the airport name just in case. Uh, I was uh, the incident commander for the for the event, and part of that was that some of the display airplanes were going to set fire with explosions. They were supposed to look like they were strafing an airfield. So there were these little pots of jellied gasoline all over the the uh, grass. And when they blew up, it was going to set the grass on fire, and we were going to come in and put the put the fire out, and then the show would keep going. And what happened, it got into the grass, the wind was blowing, and I mean, it started going. And it took us longer to put the fire out. So because of that, the coordinators of the air show didn't do what we were supposed to do, which was... When, when they do an air show, they have a box. There's a map of the airport, and there's a box. And that's the box that the performers are allowed to perform within. They're not allowed to perform over the, uh, the uh, audience. You know, they're, they're in a box. So we're supposed to get out of that box. There's not supposed to be anything in the box. But because it was taking too much time, the controller up in the tower who was commanding the whole thing said, you guys stay where you are on the taxiway, which left us in the box. So we end up with these really great seats for the rest of the air show. Uh, well, at least for one more um, performer, which was pretty cool. But the planes are flying right over you. So then after that happened, they got us off. Well, I think it's two performers later, the plane crashed and literally crashed across where we had just been sitting. The plane would have hit us. So looking back on that afterward, when I did my after-action report, I, I went back to the point where I agreed when the tower told me, you guys hold there, I said, okay. And I know that's the spot where, nope, from here on out, <laughs> we will not be okay. I'll say negative, we're getting out of the... And stick the, to the, the original exactly. plan. But that, when I, when I examined that event... And there, was, there were other things that went wrong. But when I examined that event, that's the point when I knew I made a bad decision. So when you examined that event, did you start from the crash and work backwards? Yes. Man, that is super interesting to me because that's an event where I would start from the beginning, not from the crash. I would start from the very beginning and work it all the way through to the crash, so the crash itself wouldn't. It wasn't the only thing that we looked at, and I'm not <coughs> oh, saying I'm, sure. I'm not saying that's the only piece that we did wrong or that we could not do better. But for us being where we were and almost theoretically almost getting hit by an airplane, that it was my decision to say, "Okay, park the plane, park the trucks here for a few minutes," and I knew we shouldn't, but I did it anyway. So working backwards, that's my process. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right. So, in in further of this discussion, which I'm not sure if we're actually where Adam wanted us to be, um, but we, we rarely are. Yeah, we, we really. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what we do. Um, Colin Powell has a great quote about experience that I love, and that's um, good judgment comes from experience, and experience comes from bad judgment. <sighs> good judgment comes from experience. And experience comes from bad judgment because that's when you learn. You don't think you learn. I think you learn from good judgment too and sure. experience. But we've all said your real growth yeah. is going to come when we're it should. making mistakes. <clears throat> it should come from that. But right. a lot, not everybody, you know, I'll take that. Values that. 
or learns from. And that's kind of what I was saying in my response back to that is, you know, when is it a bad decision? I said, well, you don't learn from it. No, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah if you I were going to put a period on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, what so is, did the guy? What that, is a mistake? Did the guy yeah. that fired up the fan find out that it was wrong to do that? Will he not do it again? Okay, and I hate to go back to this, but so obviously something triggered them in thinking they needed ventilation, right? Blah blah blah. He didn't. I don't know if he knew people were in there or not, but it was a mistake. I get it. Something triggered him. So what would have happened? No fan, and he thinks it's going to flash on him, and you do nothing. You right. don't ventilate it. You don't do. You do nothing, which is what the whole thing is: is to do nothing, and it flashes on him and it kills him. And I'm sure the guys maybe got singed or the fire right. passed on the heat or whatever, and it wasn't good. But what was the alternative? What was the alternative? If he didn't do it, what was he thinking was going to happen? And well, that's that's the whole breakover yeah. point. So of, it was bad, but how much worse could it have been? Exactly. And so this goes back to our discussion that doing nothing is an action. You can. Take a passive action to sit there and watch something. I'm not doing anything about it. So, you know, with the whole ventilation thing, and I'm trying to think, okay, if I'm at that table and we're having this discussion, it just comes down to the why you didn't or why you did what you did. So he decided he was going to take ventilation, and there were people inside. Did he know it? Did he know people were inside? Was the error actually not on his behalf, on the behalf of somebody else? It's very quick to go. That fan sparked a flashover while people were in it. That's where I say, okay, was there any communications leading to this action needed to be taken? Was there any communication that led him to believe that there's nobody inside of this structure? Right. And and then you start posing a bunch of questions. Okay, then why did you put a fan here knowing that there's nobody inside to put out the fire and you're injecting air into it so there's some jurisdictions that do that before they put anybody inside they'll they'll hit the with like 30 seconds you know they'll try and blow as much smoke and everything out of it and that's mm-hmm. just their tactic you know right uh, and i guess it works for them but you know we've talked about this before if you feed the incident commander bad information they're going to make bad decisions yeah right because it's it's, it's what they're going off of and so again it's my you know, what was the expectation that he had when he made the decision to start the fan? Was it expecting it to get smoke out? Nobody's inside. It's going to ventilate or whatever. Yeah, it may not have played out, but the whole thought process, is, that's the part I think is better than just sitting there and like, I'm going to do nothing. Right. We're I, gonna I'm, s- not, I'm not going to do anything, any action to try and make well, this better. I, I don't, I think doing nothing doesn't, you can have a thought process and arrive at doing nothing. It's not a, it's not always that I just didn't think about it. Right. Is that what you were saying? No, no. Okay. I'm wondering, I'm like the question that. goes, you know, it, it makes you wonder if this, and I'm, I'm totally speculating here, that this fire ground is sitting here going, and there's this instant commander and going, God, I got to do something. I got to do something. Uh, fuck it. Well, Just let's look, put a PP fan up. So start do, well, let's talk. We all know Charleston. We've, we've taught that class. Breaking the windows on the front of the store was the same thing, right? Do you think that, Part of what ends up happening with us, specifically on a fire ground or during an incident, is that you have so many people with different experiences, different training, different backgrounds, right? And then all of a sudden, these decisions have to be made. But we don't have an opportunity to go, hey, get all 30 people together real quick so we can discuss taking out this window. It doesn't happen that way. So sometimes, and this, I don't want to go way down this path, but we want people to be self-thinkers, well-trained, 
and be self-thinkers to mitigate these incidents that you can't put into a box sometimes. And then when somebody makes a decision that is not within the box or construed to be outside of the box, and this is why I don't like the results because it's usually based on a negative result that we go, this is a problem that we want to go attack that versus going, how many times did that happen? End up positively and we were good with it. But this time that it ended up bad, who did that? And let's go after them. So Charleston or any other incident like that, unfortunately, it's usually the aftermath when all the documents come out that you start looking into this person's psyche and go, oh, okay, I don't have to agree with it, but I may be able to understand his thought process and why he decided I'm not going to sit here idle I'm going to do this. Something. So, yes, something has to be done. And at the same rate, we've seen incidents where they step back and say, no, 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 we're, our action is going to be to watch this thing burn in place because there is that action is the safest, best action. This is gone. We're going to keep all this safe around us. That in the middle, that's going to keep on burning. So, but that's still an action. I mean, I was about it's to say, still that's, an action. That's not doing nothing. Right, so well, I, I, I see the whole thing as more of the being paralyzed by fear of making a decision as the doing nothing kind of thing, and I, and I, or making the wrong choice, and so that's that's kind of how I'm seeing the looking at you know when is you know making the wrong choice and doing nothing you know kind of the breakover, and I think a lot of people get into that thing of you know I've, I've seen it go through departments of well if I do this I'm going to get in trouble, but it may kill somebody if you don't right. try and make the right. decision. So I can't. You can't sit there and be paralyzed by fear of what I'm about to do may not turn out right. You need to be trying to use that experience, you know, right. and that judgment to try and have the outcome that you wanted to have. That's why I said, what was the ex- expected outcome that you were looking for? You know, yes, you may not have gotten to it, but at least you were moving forward trying to get a positive outlook in your head. Whereas no, somebody I, who I just mean, sits there and is like, I'm just going to let it. Well, and it's, it's something that we talk about sometimes in a class that Shane and I have uh, had at our we teach uh that talks about do we get credit for intent yeah that's where i was sitting here thinking was the whole Absolutely. intention piece i don't think we get credit for intent oh i think we should though as well I'm saying. my 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 contention i don't know where shane was going to go but you know we know within the fire service what the intent was and why it might have worked but the public doesn't understand any of that yeah but they get Chicago fire and stuff that's you know, very oh, blown out of realistic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean that's that's the thing though is that they they don't understand your intent. They never will understand your intent. The only way for them to really understand it would be to be a firefighter. Sometimes we don't understand each other's intent. No, that's true, Shane. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm on board. I was just saying the intention <laughs> I thing was. I forget. <laughs> no, no, I went daydreaming. I was just taking it from the point of when you're when you're analyzing these events. I always start with intent at some point right. I'm like what was your intention was your intention good or was your intention you were just winging it at some point or you know what i mean like i'm trying to if somebody can say to me listen i was trying to do this because of well, yeah, but right. how much of how much does intent get turned around afterwards where somebody claims that oh uh, quite a bit i was trying to do this right you know and knowing good and well they yeah, were just doing was, what they yeah. wanted to do it, i know i We've seen that. So if we go back to his original question and we're looking at that actual incident. Did he have a question? Yeah. (laughs) Or a comment. (laughs) There was enough in there for us to be sitting here doing this. So if I... For about 30 minutes. If you were the person that brought that positive pressure fan to the front door, people are inside and you started it. 
I don't know that it necessarily be the intention as, as, as to me, it would be walk me through the entire process that put you in a place where I am grabbing this fan, bringing it to the front door, starting it up and putting air into that building to include what was the outcome that you thought you were going to achieve. So from the very beginning, Hey, I saw this, I was told to do this. I decided to do this. People were saying, I want to, and, and these are the conversations that I wish we could do more. And apparently they are doing it at the kitchen table where you sit down and go, I want to know your thought process because we don't all have the same thought processes. And it may be that you put a stop loss in the, in the future where you go, listen, you were good up to the point where you decided that you were going to make a decision for the totality of that fire ground. That's where you made the mistake. You may be headed in the right direction. Hey, for these reasons, this is what I'm going to do the other. And then when you decided, hey, I'm going to take action for myself and no one else is involved in that process, you're on your own. Well, you bring up a good point right there. We, I think we're sitting here looking at this, or I was, I'm not going to speak for you guys, looking at this from our fire ground where there's 40 people on scene. Correct. But what if there's three people on that scene? <laughs> Two people are inside right. and there's this one guy outside trying to make a decision he, to, to make this better. Yeah. And nobody there to stop him. Yeah, you know, and you're right, because we all immediately are going to frame this up based on what our, our response and our yeah. experiences are. And we got 40 people on a scene versus, no, we only had six. And there's a guy outside or a gal outside that needs to make a decision on but, the conditions, and they feel that this is the most appropriate. And there is no, hey, do we all concur? It's literally, yep, okay, but, I'm going to make this better. Where that's a different scenario for us, trying to put ourselves in that position that's the position that they work in every day Mm -hmm. so aren't there things that go on in that situation where i'm assuming but wouldn't communication between people on scene be better in that situation hopefully hopefully because you're trying to make up for the fact that you are incredibly short-staffed or you see what i'm saying yeah almost like when when they say blind people start to hear better you right, know, you, you, other senses are heightened by right. the unless there's one radio. Well, and well, I mean those are that's have you totally you volunteered possible. right, Shane? Yeah, had you ever volunteered? Yeah, Bill? I don't volunteer for anything. That's not true. <laughs> he volunteers for all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, this, 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 <laughs> this huge paycheck, everything that comes out of this podcast, that is huge paycheck he's getting volunteer. for this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Negative. That's uh, not true. So if I go back to the days where I was volunteering in a rural department where radios were available to most, not all you're sharing SEBAs. There's, you are expected to make decisions with very limited experiences and training, right? Um, it would change a dynamic because I would say immediately it is expected of me to make these decisions and to take these actions because I don't have an entire crew to be dealing with. I drove this truck here myself. These people are taking this action. This is what I felt was best for that. So it just feeds into what you're saying, which is correct, that we're, I'm kind of thinking of it as in I have 35, 40 people on the scene and somebody decides they're going to strike a fan up by themselves where it may very well be, no, I pulled up in this engine by myself. Right. And this stuff's going on, and I grabbed the PPV and, and brought it to the front door. And then it goes to what Hatch's point is, where it may be the normal action of the department to go, hey, vent this thing out a little bit before crews go in. So there's a lot of dynamics to it, but I think that the conversations more than anything are the most critical factor in it to go learn that person's psyche. What 
made him right. do that. We so used to do what it. would the conversation look like after? So one of you is the, the crew and the hall and the other's the one that struck the fan. Who, what's that conversation look like after the fire? Because I, this sounds like a rational, we're going to tear it apart, but I don't think that's what actually would happen in the immediate, no. right? What were you right. thinking? I'm exactly. sure exactly what comes out exactly. of your mouth. Yeah. But the same thing happens when you you have interior crews and somebody squirts a hose line in and, you know, steams right. them. Exact same kind of thing. You know, they're not thinking, I'm about to steam these guys. They're thinking, I'm trying to make it better. Right. You know, their intentions, you know, and so it goes you know, in the wrong direction. But I think that happens more than we, I was telling Pabell, we, we used to do this. We used to do positive pressure ventilation, you know, and we had a whole class in another jurisdiction. And I said, you know, they asked, they were talking about it. They were talking about another um, state that actually does it for like 30, 45 minutes. And then somebody in the class said, you know, you guys used to do this, right? And I said, yep. And he said, uh, you don't do it anymore, do you? And I said, nope. You know, <laughs> we we didn't like it. We, we stopped doing it. Right. You know, these guys were smart. They knew how many CFMs, you know, a nozzle would push and all this stuff. And I said, I appreciate how smart you are. We don't, aren't that smart. We try it. You know, either we like it or we don't. And if we don't right. like it, we don't keep doing it. We used to do it. So there was a place that I, that I was at that, that normal practice was always that the PPV was going to end up in the same front door, pushing air into the building. It was normal practice. Like uh, 99% of the time, that structure was going to get a PPV on it. And it was more through muscle memory than it was right. true logic. And even when you'd go there and you'd say, all right, we've got a PPV. It's properly placed. Conditions are good. Every window and door starts getting open to vent. So th- like Hatch is saying, just because we were doing it doesn't mean we were doing it efficiently, although we were doing it correctly. So then you start looking at it going, well, it's not really efficient what we're doing right now, but it was normal practice. Put that PPV uh, fan up front. Usually it was coordinated, but there's times where people took that proactive approach and brought it up, had it sitting right there, and they wouldn't even voice up. They just crank it up and start uh, venting that structure. And it was accepted at that time. It was kind of accepted to go, well, if it's at that stage where that needs to happen, do it. Right Today, that same action would be, you can't do that. You didn't coordinate that effort with everybody, but it was expected and it was normal, come to think of it, to put that fan up front. All right, so where are we on this for Adam? Nowhere. <laughs> we don't solve. We don't answer questions. We confuse. No, I think that, you know, I think we're, what my thought is, kudos to them for sitting down and talking about it. Absolutely. Uh, if the person who put that fan in place and started it is not part of this conversation, my recommendation is get them in the room. Find out the facts of why, not in a defensive way, but, right. hey, what what was the, the your process you, that got you to put in that? And what did you think that outcome was going to be? And if you find, let's call it fault, if you find the fault in the system to go, hey, because of that action, this happened, then you just talk about it. Unfortunately, it gets a little bit difficult sometimes to have these conversations because people haven't practiced it truly. So I'll go back to my station. I'm going to have this conversation, but I'm not going to include the crew that I'm talking about. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about they screwed everything up. I say that we start bringing people to the table and let them put their logic on the table. At the end of the day, the, the, the incident's already done. You're not going to go back and redo that one, but you do have an opportunity to redo the next one. So the whole thing shouldn't be really trying to 
execute somebody on what just happened. As much as it is going, hey, this next one, all it would have took is a key up in the radio and saying, hey, I got a PPV up front. Are you ready for it? Negative. We got crews inside or whatever else the outcome may be. But bring that crew into the room and make sure they are part of the discussion. And then if you get the one that says they're going to defend their actions, no matter what they're defending their actions. That's okay. That's fine. Because maybe what it, what that is, is um, so much pride is not able to get out of the way in the group, but maybe it, the seed gets planted. Correct. Either way. Correct. But if you don't do what you're doing, if you don't have the conversation, then, and it's just us, you know, we were on the fire ground and we're bashing some other crew because they did some stupid shit. We're filling all those gaps with our narrative. Our narrative. That, yep. Yep. I'm with you on that. Without them having any opportunity to say, well, here's what I was thinking. Right. So yeah. I think that's the takeaway. But you're, uh, you're describing an after action, you know, the hot wash. You yeah. Know, and this, this is what we try to do. And this is the point that we, you know, when there's a mistake, you know, people want to defend it, you know, and, and you know, oh, I didn't make a mistake. Well, no, no. I get it. Your intentions were honorable. I mean, I'm okay with that. But that's the whole point. That's the whole growth and the, the right. bad judgment versus good judgment, whatever. That, that's the whole point of it. That's why we're doing it. You know, you, you can't lose it. Could you imagine what an after an action would be like and nobody made a decision? Everybody just did nothing? So, so what'd you do? Nothing? Okay. And you? <laughs> this nothing? Pretty quick. It'd be, yeah, it'd be very fast. Be, the house burns down, everybody dies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's the whole point is you're, we want you to make decisions. We want you to move forward. We want you to have good intentions. It's not always going to work out. We, we get you it. you to take risks. Yeah, but we have a society where we don't allow people to be wrong. Right, right, right. It's not cool to be wrong. You you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it, we're just not, we don't promote that. I want to be cool. Bill, you are cool. No. <laughs> I'm on the wrong side of that one. <laughs> you are on the wrong side of cool. <laughs> That's not true. But anyway, I do think it, it. we have an environment, or we even create an environment where it's very difficult to come in there and be humble and wrong. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I would yeah. agree with that. We can change it, but it's definitely difficult, depending well, so, on the environment, to come in there and be vulnerable enough to go, right. yeah, I, I messed that up. Let me, let me offer. So uh, I love, and Shane and I have talked about this, I love being wrong. I mean, love it. I, I don't know if that's true, but I like this way it goes with it. I do. I get really excited. I mean, it... It, it happens just, like once every couple of years. No, no. <laughs> Stroop, got, Stroop got me uh, two weeks ago or something. A former was, guest. It was just... It was exhilarating. And there's a, there's a difference between being wrong and making mistakes. I know what to get you for Christmas now. Okay. Pointing out when you're wrong. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna save them all up. And you, can <laughs> you make a list. Here's both of them. Hope you're exhilarated. Yeah. <laughs> Making mistakes are when you do something that you didn't intend to do, and that's that's a mistake. And I don't like mistakes. Same don't like here. mistakes at all. I hate making mistakes. Make them every day, and I hate it. But being wrong is where somebody really has changed your mind about something that you thought you were right about. You know, and somebody presents something and you go, you know what? You are absolutely right. I was completely wrong about that. That's the best feeling. I love that. All right. So I've heard that like twice out of Bill in our entire 30 year relationship. That's not true. As far as him being wrong or him saying, you know what? You changed. You're right. That's not true. <laughs> Mistakes not versus true. being wrong. That's interesting. That was a like a we were going to do a whole podcast on that where we know. Yeah, but little, this this kind of 
yeah, it, it, it rolls into this topic because we're back into what was intent. intent. Yeah. Right. And intent is the difference between the mistake and, and being wrong. But you know, I, I, I think wrong is where you're learning. Wrong is where you, you realize, but, holy crap. But the experience is the, the mistakes too, right? Sure. 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 So no, you're learning, you're, you're there learning too. from those, but the, you get caught in a the, pickle when you're, when you're wrong. The enjoyment. The exhilarating, like he's saying, I'm exhilarated when I'm wrong, but it usually comes with a mistake. mistake right. That's what I'm sitting here thinking. I don't know how, how to feel right now. And I was wrong. Yeah. How do I feel? Uh, I mean, if, if, if I'm just... I doubled down on you that. Know, and, and what Stroop did, we had been debating this particular issue for forever weeks. We'd have these huge, huge debates, and nobody in the room's on the same side, and people change sides, and I mean, it just... This it, is guideline stuff. We never get to an end. And at some point, you just go, you know what? We're going to stop talking about this today, and we'll pick it back up later. And it had been going on and on. And Stroop came in the room and saw this detail about it that completely destroyed the issue. It just And it was as clear as it could be to him. And he just said, this piece of this makes everything that you guys are arguing about null and void. Man, that's awesome. That's a and good it was. And he it was. It, he did it so effortlessly and easy, just like bam. So you guys are gonna start wearing shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shorts and Crocs, hat? right? <laughs> they make a, firefighting Crocs. Yeah, still they do. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, sure I, I, I loved it. I loved. Yeah, when you he know did when that. when somebody can walk in, just because we get you know, and we we say this often with documents to go. I'll do 10 documents a day, right? That you're just constantly focused in. And then somebody else looks at it and finds obvious errors and you're going, how did you do? Well, because you're so uber focused on this. You can't even tell that the spelling's wrong. You're sending something out and about some event and somebody's like, you didn't put the time on it. Oh yeah. Right. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. When somebody can walk into a room and you're working on guidelines or policies or whatever you're doing and they walk in with the logic that everybody's missing because everybody it's almost like everybody's so yeah. passionate or driven focused for, yeah like focused said, so somebody walks in and goes hey guys what about this and you're like yep that just totally closed the door on one week worth of debates and that's awesome those opportunities uh whenever they present themselves to me that's like okay do that be that guy be the one that can sit outside yep and even when you're in the room sometimes to walk off, disappear from the conversation and just look at it from a high view and then come in and go, <clears throat> excuse me, okay, now I see it, boom, you drop the logic and it's there. That Those opportunities to me are awesome when they happen, when I see them happen. I agree. Shout yep. out to Stroop for doing that. Yep. Good man right there. Yep. Well, well, well. Shut the door on that one. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Adam. I yeah. was about to say, I didn't get a hump from that guy. Oh, you were a hump from <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> now, we appreciate the question. Yeah, great question. I don't know that we provided any answers. but Again, we well, don't. Yeah. Well, if it doesn't, you know, he could, next time you're at that. Yeah, uh, do a follow-up. Yeah, or we can actually uh, have him call in with his crew at the table. We'll confuse him a little bit more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Listen, you know, this is a good opportunity to say that how it's not lost on us, how uh, much we appreciate that people listen and, and, oh, are, yeah. and are willing to, you know, uh, we would have these conversations regardless. We do it all the time, you know, when we're not recording. And, we, you know, we super appreciate everybody that does take the time to listen and download and especially to comment back and give us some feedback. Uh, yep. 
it is not lost on us that, you know, that's it's a pretty special thing. I mean, yeah. we, we talk about it off mic quite a bit. Yeah, agreed. It's humbling when somebody fires something back that they listen to an episode because we're, we're a very close group. We have a lot of conversations, recording, non-recording, on the phone, at the house, playing ping pong. Via text. Via text. <laughs> uh, so when somebody chimes in and they send us a message, you know, it's, it's humbling that there's people out there actually listening and engaged in the conversation. And hopefully the, the stuff that we talk about helps. It definitely helps us. It helps us to air out all the things that are going on and find some resolve or just come to the conclusion that we don't know. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Send too. us a message and tell us we're wrong. I love it. Yeah. Bill loves it. <laughs> well, it just opens up other avenues for us to grow and, you know, right. Which is great. All right. All right. All right. Oh, well, 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 <laughs> I don't know how we get stuck on that. I don't either. We're done, right? Yes. Cause I always screw this yes. up. Okay. Yes. Um, he's still totally, a volunteer. He's, he's, he's time to totally leaving the shit in. By the okay. way. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell anymore when we're done. Um, like anymore, you because, never could. <laughs> good point. <laughs> well, well, well yep. all, right. all right. So I find myself doing this in meetings. So, in meetings at work, you say, "Well, I go, well." <laughs> I swear, I'm going to have no, to I record we, it because I think we oh, do the same thing. Uh, uh, so I there, can totally well, there's there's a level, and especially now about recording. So. With the chief, sometimes he gets just silent and in thought, and I'm like, well, "Are we done or not?" Right. So instead of doing that, I go, "Well, well, I'll see you guys." It's turning into a thing over there now, where I'm just like, "Well, where?" I guess uh, we're done. I can't wait. Right. So after all of this, our contribution to the fire service is, is well, be well, how to how to end the conversation, yeah, in the meeting to go to the next one. Well, you know what? If that's our, if that's the contribution that we leave the fire service, I'm perfectly content with that. <laughs> Combustible is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to Combustible to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Follow us on Facebook so we know how many of you listeners there are out there. And you can check us out online at combustiblethepodcast.com. As always, we would like to thank the Golden Dogs and True North Records for letting us use their song Saints at the Gates for our theme music. You can find the Golden Dogs music on any streaming platform. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later.